0: Work all day, stress all night Take your mind off your money and focus on your life Money don't matter for the stuff it parts It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now
1: Get your money man right Welcome to the show, everyone! I'm so excited you joined us for another Atlas Society special edition. And today's guest is none other than a philosopher, David Kelly, and founder of the Atlas Society. And, and what else are you? The chief intellectual I'm, officer. I'm the chief
0: intellectual officer. Yes, <laughs> I oversee all of our content.
1: I want a title like that. Can I be the? No, because Michael will be like, well, "You are whatever." <laughs> yay it's chief editor yeah there you go I so uh, but I love that title because you know I think that um, it's critical that we have somebody guiding how the Atlas Society you know um uh, disseminates objectivism because there's other organizations that don't do it as well. Oh, we'll I did think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, so we st- we talked yesterday about some of the different tenets of objectivism and what makes objectivism. And achievement was first and foremost. It's about celebrating achievement at whatever level you're achieving. Whether it's you know just my stepson making his bed right to the latest eye gadget invention. I mean everybody's a contributor and everybody can be an achiever. And and we talked about how um, individuals can celebrate their own achievements for the sake of doing it and the motivation to want to achieve. Um, Let's talk today about the individual and how important is the individual and I would say versus the collective when it comes to objectivism. What is the value of the individual?
0: Well, let let's start from where we were yesterday with achievement. Uh, the point here is that all achievements come from individual thought and ambition.
1: And but the, wait a minute! I thought, what about groupthink and collectivism? I and- know
0: there's a whole there's a whole body of thought that says individuals don't achieve, innovations don't come from individuals; they come from the group. But break that down. Individuals, of course, learn from what's gone in the past. We're all inheritors of the genius of Aristotle and Newton and Mm -hmm. other, you know, inventors in whatever field that we're in. Mm -hmm. But every advance was done by some individual, which is why we can say Aristotle and Newton and all the other great achievers Mm -hmm. on whose shoulders we stand. So. There's no such thing as a collective mind, not literally. There is a body of knowledge that is shared within a culture, within a uh, a society, within a, a lineage of intellectual development. Mm-hmm. But every individual who advances that is doing it as an individual, by his own thought and and and.
1: So it's not collective.
0: It's not literally collective. It is cooperative.
1: Okay, so that's, the, that's the, the C word that we have to get to. Right. It, because it's a bunch of individuals giving. It's not one mind right. numbed group thing.
0: It's, you know, what happens in the realm of knowledge is the same thing that happens in the realm of the economy. I produce, you produce, we trade. Okay. In the realm of ideas and innovation. You come up with an idea. I come up with ideas. We talk. Each of our minds takes it from there. And what we come out with is ultimately the result of our individual thinking. We're not sponges or uh, uh, coral reefs where we literally live as collective entities. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one point about individualism, that society, although humans are social animals, mm-hmm. and that's what, in, in the right sense of that term, that's what made us a great um, evolutionary success because mm-hmm. we can, we have language, we have uh, ways of communicating and we can trade ideas and build on one generation to another, on stored knowledge. But every generation and every individual in every generation has to learn individually mm-hmm. what's going on. So thought and achievement are rooted in individual knowledge initiative, focus, mental Mm -hmm. focus, and motivation.
1: I I like the way that you explain that. I think that we get so hung up and, and, you know, one of the psychology buzzwords of the day is codependent. Everybody's codependent, you know, but I think that if we think in terms not of the collective, but the cooperative, that makes us interdependent, which allows us to be healthier,
0: Exactly. In, in, in both in, senses. In psychology, and, and I'm glad you raised that, that issue, um, there's a big difference between codependent and interdependent. Codependent means I depend on you. I'm not, my, I'm not fully an individual without you. Right. I depend on you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interdependence means I'm, I'm independent, but I gain something in my independence from you as an independent person Mm
1: -hmm. whether
0: it's romantic and we can be intimate which every psychologist will tell you to be truly intimate to be in a love relationship you have to be your own person first right or whether it's we're doing business it's a commercial relationship but still Mm -hmm. I need to know my goals you need to know your goals and if our goals coincide we work together but if I'm Mm-hmm. Totally dependent on you, or, or, or code, you're codependent code on me commercially. That relationship is not going to last very long.
1: Right. You know, it's funny. You make me think of a specific scene. And now, I have probably just celebrated my, and I'm all, I'm almost done with it. But my, I don't know. 40-something, 50th reading of Atlas, and I get something new out of it. People are like, oh, my God, you've read it so many times. I'm like, yeah, but depending on what's going on in my life depends on what I pay attention to. And for the first time in all these readings, I noticed that in this scene, and this is in the book and it's not in the movie, so if you're looking for it in the movie, you're not going to find it, But the scene where... Where Danconia, when they're in the Gulch, and, and Francisco says, please stay with me for the week, because, you know, Galt gave him his shot at the title, trying to regain his title as, as love of, of the life of Dagny, and... Uh, and she looked at Galt, and she kind of pawned it off on him by saying, well, I have this job, <laughs> you know, and so, like, I can't go. And then Galt kind of throws her under the bus and says, well, you know, you can go if you want. And she's just like, no, but I have an obligation. And what she wanted was Galt to fight for her in that moment. And that's just, yeah. like, a cheesy girl thing. <laughs> and it's just – because I, I know, because I would – you know, I've got – Two men that I'm in love with, or maybe, you know, in that moment, she really realizes that she loved Francisco, but what she had with him was from her youth, and it's not the woman she is now, and now she's head over heels for Galt. But Galt is kind of stoic because he doesn't want her, like he says, you know, he was, it's not your body I, I want, it's your mind. I want your approval of this place, hmm. you know, uh, but that doesn't he mean
0: her. he wants her. Right choice.
1: He right.
0: doesn't want anything forced or or other than totally volitional on her part. Exactly. Her volition is herself.
1: Right. And their whole reality, and this is maybe a, a discussion for another show, as we talk about the acceptance of reality, is that by her expressing herself completely and, and really throwing like the line in the sand that of course I want to be with you, but she is trying to be coy, but because he's kind of like stoic a little bit and not up for that until, until he gets her mind and her approval of the place, he doesn't want the, the fleshly desires to be fulfilled, but she's kind of like doing that little girl thing. And I kind of noticed that this time around that I never really paid attention to that dynamic In the sense that, you know, she wanted to be desired. By him, I think as much and validated mm-hmm. not because she was codependent, but because she just was looking for that outward recognition that he was feeling the same thing she could feel it but you know how sometimes we just like that literal testimony yeah. to back it up to like and then he teased her like walking back home from Francisco's <laughs> after they had their little drink and everything and he's like, you know you really put me on the spot and blah 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 and and it, I thought it was funny how. Like he recognized that with her, yeah. you know, to kind of call her on the carpet a little bit about that.
0: Well, that scene is an interesting example of another aspect, also of, of individualism. You're right about what you're you're saying about the dependence, but also going on in that scene is Dagny does not want to hurt Francisco. Yes, and Galt does not want to hurt Francisco because they those two guys are as close as.
1: They're like brothers.
0: That can be if they're not, you know, uh, homosexual. Uh, they're, they're just blood brothers. Yeah. And
1: everything but the romantic involvement.
0: Right. So no one wants to hurt Francisco. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to go for what is best for you. Right. And this is what's called the egoistic, or uh, I. Iran's word was selfish aspect right. in of individualism. The first part we were talking about was the uh, independent aspect. You think for yourself, you make Mm -hmm. your own decisions. But there's this other pole uh, that is you live for yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't want to hurt people, but you do, it's your life. You have one Mm -hmm. life to live. You want to make the best of it. And Mm -hmm. if there are conflicts, you side Mm -hmm. with yourself. there, there are no ultimate. Or it's a, it's a,
1: fraud if you don't.
0: It's a fraud if you don't. If you, if you sacrifice, um, if you sacrifice, it, you, you're not truly helping the person you sacrifice for. As in this case, I mean, suppose Goldie said, "Okay, Francisco, hey, you were here first, right? So I'm gonna just step back. I'm gonna, you know, be cold to Dagny, and she can go with you, right? Well, she wouldn't be happy with Francisco." Right. Knowing that she loved Goldmore. Francisco would, he's a smart guy. Right. Come on. And he would, he would know that too. It would not work. And Gold well, yeah, because he explain. would feel
1: it like, because, you know, because he's second best. And he mm-hmm. would know that she did it for the wrong reasons.
0: Yeah. But. So even in love, I mean, do you want someone to be with you? Out of pity? No, 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 <laughs> no, no! no. I want someone to be with me, but c- she really wants me.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm the guy. And 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 you want somebody that reflects your highest values. Right. That would not perpetrate that fraud upon you either. Right. That would be completely honest, saying, "Hey, you know what? This isn't right you know, for me."
0: I've let women go. I don't know how personal I want to get here, but I've let women go because. <laughs> There was someone else that meant more to them. Right. Uh, and when I, as soon as I realized that, you know, I said, you know, wherever pain was involved, I, I, I right. just know. Nope. Yeah, you can't stay with me. Right. Under those circumstances, you cannot. Right. Uh, and.
1: I think it's Stephen well, Covey in Win Win or No Deal.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right. So. That's, that's the other pole of individualism. you got to stick up for yourself. And it's not just about being, it doesn't mean being selfish in the normal sense of screwing other people or.
1: But that's a connotation.
0: It is a being connotation. Being out
1: for one's own best interests is good. It's good to be selfish. Yeah. It's different to be self centered, like I, putting yourself above all else. Yeah. You just got to put yourself first.
0: You know, and this, there's an interesting thing uh, here. Uh, it's always struck me as a person and as someone who's tried to live this philosophy for a long Mm -hmm. time, that the real mark of someone who is uh, committed to his own life, is that he he doesn't need to keep putting himself forward. Mm -hmm. He knows who he is. And a lot of people, uh, people like that often spend more time listening than talking because they, they're not trying to show off. They don't need... And
1: they don't have anything to prove anymore. They don't have
0: anything to prove. Listening listening means uh, learning.
1: Right. You know, so. and, and I always think of the ratio of two ears and one mouth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: You know, that's right. kind of what I was taught. Uh, so as we kind of go through this discussion and this exercise of how... Um, how do we either how does objectivism help us either become individuals and and more so maybe the second half of this question is more appropriate how does objectivism help us assert ourselves as individuals and lose the guilt
0: uh it's not an easy question so um no but uh but
1: if any man can answer it it's you (laughs)
0: yeah well thank you the first uh How does subjectivism help us become ourselves? I I think I would say you start with the recognition that, which many people get from reading the the novels. I've heard this time and time again from people. I've got a life to live, it's mine. Mm -hmm. It's my life. Right. I set the terms. It's like, in contemporary terms, I translated it into. I'm the entrepreneur of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner. I'm totally responsible. There's no excuses, but I get to make any choice that I can. I don't I'm not I'm not managing my life for someone else like my family or society or god or whatever. Right. Um and once you once you take that perspective a lot changes you you look at your choices you look at your education you look at your relationships differently how how do they relate to you how do they relate to where you want to go in your life and that perspective shift from being okay I'm you know I'm I'm this person in this family in this environment so what's my role mm-hmm. to I am who I am. Where am I going? Where do I want to be? Mm-hmm. That perspective shift is, like, that's number one. After that, there's all kinds of things you can learn from objectivism mm-hmm. about achievement and the importance of that, about individualism and thinking skills, and um, we're going to be talking about freedom mm-hmm. uh, uh, and reason, intellectual skills. but. Once you once you undertake to chart your own path in life, that's that's the 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 big divide. Mm-hmm. When you decide you're going to chart your own path in life, then you can start charting. You're open to learning.
1: So is that where the chapter of the sanction of the victim comes in? Because. We're 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 taking charge of our lives,
0: in, in a way. Although the section of the victim is is um, has a lot more going on in it. In that, what um, that idea is that I reject, I reject the idea that I must be responsible, that I am have to be my brother's keeper. Okay, In a certain sense, I reject that idea. My brother. And partly because I respect my brother, right? you know, I don't want to be his keeper. Right. He's independent, I'm independent, we'll, we'll deal with each other, you know, if it's a win-win thing. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way I can deal with people. Um, Sanction of the victim, what is has to do with altruism, and we really, we should talk about that a bit. Mm-hmm. Altruism is the doctrine that the greatest thing you can do is sacrifice. The greatest thing, and short of that, I mean, the watered-down version, is the greatest thing you can do is be generous, benevolent, um, and help other people.
1: But those are different words than altruistic.
0: But those are different. And Americans are, because Americans are so successful and achievement-oriented by nature, we have a natural kind of benevolence toward people, which is, that's absolutely congruent with objectivism and absolutely Mm -hmm. part of it. But the benevolence comes as a consequence of achievement, when you put sacrificing, giving ahead of achievement, right. then you're inverting you're inverting the moral pyramid right It doesn't make sense. Um, if everyone's I, you know, all, all the wealth that we have today, all the means that we have to eliminate Ebola and, and and help people who are down on their luck and all of that comes not from people sacrificing for, but from people achieving. Right. And having technology
1: and, and actively choosing to help their fellow man versus being taxed and, or forced and into
0: choosing, and as opposed to being forced. So yes, the freedom element here is essential.
1: Yes, but that's another show. So, how would you sum up individualism? So our listeners that are that are listening, what are that? What do you want them to walk away with about this particular tenet of objectivism?
0: Okay. Individualism is a commitment. I will think for myself, make my own decisions, mm-hmm. and secondly, I will live for myself.
1: That's the, the tough one, is the second one, because you've got all these other people right. that perpetrate this guilt on you right. or attempt to. But I guess if you're still doing number one, then you can do number two. You can. if you
0: really can't do number one with that number two. There if you're is. not willing... To live for yourself, then you can't f- truly think for yourself. Because if I'm living for other people, then I have to. My thinking has to be guided toward what they need and what they believe and what they okay. think. That's the point. That's really brought up more in the *Fountainhead* than in Atlas Shrugging. Um, if if you if you think for yourself, and as a result. And as part of that, live for yourself. You can bring other people in. We're social animals, as I said. We can bring other people in, but by your own choice and by your own, the benefit that they create in your life. And we all create so many benefits in each other's lives. But one-on-one, group-on-group, on group, you know, we have a rich a, a rich op- set of opportunities for social engagement. Mm. That individuals choose because they enrich their lives. Mm -hmm. That's I'm, I'm I'm in favor of that, but your own life has to be the standard.
1: I like that. Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. We've got so much more because we have for the rest of the week to continue to talk about this on our Atlas Society edition of Unlock Your Wealth Radio this week. You've been listening to philosopher David Kelly and I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.